2: is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now.
3: Welcome back to Ask Trucker Live. I'm Alan Smith, and today is Saturday, October 13, 2018, and we have a pretty good show lined up for you tonight, and uh, tonight's broadcast is more of an informational show where I want to discuss a few of the industry's major issues, and we do have quite a few issues going on right now, as always, and one of the most recent issues has to do with the ELDs and the Hours of Service Rule. It was the uh, FMCSA advance notice of proposed rulemaking regarding uh, considered revisions for the HOSs. And uh, comments ended for this on October 10th. And we want to thank our friends Andrea Marks and Tony Justice and everyone over at truckernation.org for the effort they made explaining how to make comments and then getting drivers to the FMCSA to make them. And uh, before I go on, I want to give a big shout-out to all who were involved in the Big Ten Four 4 event. Uh, this event was organized by trucker advocates with 50 to 100 trucks showing up in Washington, D.C. in order to focus attention to uh, professional driver issues, mainly uh, unsafe regulations and their effects on trucker life, including trucker wages. So I'd like to say congratulations for a job well done to all those folks who were involved in that and uh, also had the Supreme Court hearing on a huge case involving new prime and uh, professional driver Dominic Oliveri. And this is a class action lawsuit with a focus of question on Dominic, an independent contractor, and if he can prove his claim that he should be exempt for the Federal Arbitrations Act and allowed to retain his right to challenge his conditions of employment with new prime in a court of law. And this is all based on his contract of employment that he made with New Prime. And you can listen to the entire Supreme Court hearing and uh, even read the transcripts. So, based on the hearing, my opinion is that it's looking pretty good for Dominic. So, if anyone would like the links, just uh, send me an email or a Facebook PM and I'll send them to you. Uh, our email over here is infotruthabouttrucking.com. And uh, finally, the three-year fight against the denim Amendment was defeated in the FAA reauthorization bill, and we're going to touch on this later in the show. Uh, H.R. 302 was passed without the damaging effect toward uh, trucker wages. And uh, tonight, uh, I want to discuss with uh, – I, I, Donna, where are you at? I don't even see you over there.
0: Oh, uh, I'm okay. here. I'm oh, just you're there? Okay. <laughs>
3: I thought I was here all by myself. So tonight, <laughs> uh, tonight we're mostly going to focus and discuss the ATA petition to the FMCSA. It's a it's a consideration for preemption of California's meal and rest break rules. And here it is. This is this is uh, how the petition begins. It, it, it reads: "American Trucking Associations Incorporated (ATA) hereby petitioned. Uh, this is this is via the, the FMCSA." Hereby petition the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration for a determination that the meal and rest break requirements of California law are preempted under 49 U.S.C. 31141 insofar as they are applied to commercial motor vehicle drivers whose hours of service are within the jurisdiction of the U.S. Department of Transportation. Now you can go to the FMCSA uh, website and read the entire petition, how it's all laid out and everything, but you know how those things are worded. They're just so confusing, gets, and the way they're written is meant to confuse to confuse you, in my opinion. So in other words, since, since CMA drivers' hours of service are under the jurisdiction of DOT, ATA claims that states should not have laws which supposedly interfere with DOT jurisdiction. But are the California laws interfering? So the real question to all this is, if and how are drivers' HOS being interfered with by the California labor law, the way it stands now? Does California meal and rest break interfere with CMB drivers' HOS, which is under jurisdiction of the DOT? Well, to answer this, you have to go to Title 49, United States Code, Section 31141, and we'll be explaining this tonight. So more importantly, we have to ask what would be the total effects of preempting state laws? Is it just about meal and rest breaks? Or is there something with another motive in mind? And we believe there is. So if a state's labor laws are preempted, how could this decision negatively affect driver wages in general? And how did we even get here with this petition? Why is the ATA even submitting the petition? Remember, the ATA submitted the same petition to FMCSA in, in the... 2008 and it was rejected. So what has changed since then to make this 2018 petition more justifiable than the 2008 petition? So stay with us. We're going to try and answer everything tonight. A lot to get through. We'll try to get to callers if possible but important to get through as much information as I can. So I, I, I just feel that this is so important for drivers to understand for those who may not understand. So We're going to pick through it when we get back. Stay with us, and we will be right back.
2: You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back.
3: Show tonight is uh, you could say it's kind of been three parts. Part one, what is the ATA's petition? Part two, how does it affect driver wages? Three, and the timeline. How did we get to hear from where this all began? And uh, thanks for uh, I, I'm just looking, was trying to look over the, the board here with all the listeners and callers. Didn't get to them all, there's just so many, but uh, hey, appreciate. Appreciate you uh, spending your Saturday evening with us. We'll try to get to callers as we can. But, again, like I said, a lot of information I need to get through tonight. So what is the ATA's petition? Uh, the ATA wants FMCSA to preempt California, California labor laws based on Title 49, U.S. Code, Section 31141, and Donna, you know, of course, you can jump in whenever. I know, I, which
0: just... I, I most likely will put my two cents in because well, I good. can't contain myself, but that's, go ahead.
3: <laughs> that's good because, you know, I've been, I've been sick since we got back from GATS. I've gotten uh, rid of everything but a cough, and this cough will not leave me away, so I'm going to try not to cough in anybody's ear tonight, so... But the ATA wants uh, this preemption to California labor laws. They want the FMCA to preempt this based on this Title 49 Code 31141. And their petition reads, American Trucking Associations Incorporated ATA hereby petitions the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, FMCSA, for a determination that the meal and rest break requirements of California law are preempted under 49 U.S.C. 31141 insofar as they are applied to commercial motor vehicle drivers whose hours of service are within the jurisdiction of the U.S. Department of Transportation, DOT." So that basically, the ATA is claiming that the Secretary of Transportation and the DOT has the jurisdiction over CMV drivers with their HOS based on this Title 49 U.S. Code section 3-1-1-4-1. So, what is this Title 49, Section 31141? It is the Review and Preemption of State Laws and Regulations. And the review reads as, the Secretary of Transportation shall review state laws and regulations on commercial motor vehicle safety. The Secretary shall decide whether the state law or state regulations should be preempted or not. And under this review, there are three areas. Where the Secretary of Transportation may determine to preempt these state laws, and A has to do with the same effect. So let's see, see through this: the regulations with same effect. If the Secretary decides a state law or regulation has the same effect, or as a regulation prescribed by the Secretary. Under Section 31136, this is this is how they confuse you. They throw all this stuff in there. So I'm going to try to get through these uh, things that are made to make it so confusing. If the secretary decides a state law or state regulation has the same effect as a regulation prescribed by the secretary, a state law or regulation may be enforced. Okay, so let's remember that. That's A. B is less stringent. Less stringent regulations. If the secretary decides a state law or regulation is less stringent than a federal regulation, the state law or regulation may not be enforced. Well, Donald, let's stop right there on just on those two. On the same effect, so if the secretary decides that has a, that the state law has the same effect as the federal laws, uh, the state law or regulation may be enforced. Well, the current California state requirements, thus. The current law in California is enforced. Donna, make yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it it's actually even exceeds then uh, the same effect. And where you're, I know you're going to get to Part C where it's exceeds yeah, yeah, it
3: exceeds it. Yeah, you just dying to get there. I know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so therefore, it meets the same effect. It's even meets more of the same effect. To to to, to make it easy to understand, as far as you know, me personally concerned it meets federal requirements. So why preempt it? I mean that the state law can be enforced. The second, less stringent. If the secretary decides that a state law or regulation is less stringent than a federal regulation, the state law or regulation may not be enforced. I mean, the feds don't want a state law that's less stringent than their federal requirements. Well, obviously, if the state law has already be, been deemed a same effect or even more, and it falls within federal regulations, federal requirements. So, therefore, this current California state labor law is enforced. So now we get to C.
0: And this is where uh, the California law falls in.
3: And this is where it, it, it all begins for the ATA. C is if, if, the, if the state labor laws are more stringent than federal regulations. If the secretary decides the state law or regulation is additional to or more stringent than a regulation prescribed by the secretary, the state law or regulation may be enforced unless the secretary also decides. And then there's three decision-making things right underneath this. Let me repeat. The state law or regulation may be enforced unless the secretary also decides that A, the state law or state regulation has no safety benefit, B, the state law or regulation is incompatible with the regulation prescribed by the secretary, or C, enforcement of the state law or regulation would cause an unreasonable burden on interstate commerce. So now we need to break this down a little bit more and get rid of all the little fancy wording and all the things that are hidden in all so
0: so Alan there, the ATA is claiming that even though the state laws of the California are more stringent, which is required uh, by federal law that the states have to be um, either the same or more stringent, they're saying that uh, the state law has no safety benefit, that it's incompatible with the regulation uh, of the um, the federal regulation, and it also, uh, the state law, causes unreasonable burden on interstate commerce. So that's what the AT is claiming this petition on. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, and it goes a little bit more deeper than that. I mean, let's look at the first one. Hey, the state law regulation has no safety benefit. Well, California, under their state labor law, is offering more time for drivers to rest. So that's a safety benefit. So we've got to throw that one out, in my opinion. The state law or regulation is incompatible with the regulation prescribed by the secretary. Where? Right. I don't, I don't see it anywhere, so I would like ATA or someone to point out to me where the California state law or regulation is incompatible with a regulation prescribed by the Secretary of Transportation. Now we get to see, and that's the kicker, Donna, enforcement of the state law regulation would cause an unreasonable burden on interstate commerce, and this is where the ATA is claiming that their petition is valid, that this is causing an unreasonable burden on interstate commerce. So we have to look at how. How, is, how does the ATA see the current California state labor law creating a burden on interstate commerce? Well, they're saying that because uh, under this California state labor law, as it replies to truckers, they have a 10-minute rest break every four hours, which is optional, a 10-minute optional rest break every four hours. The ATA is basically saying, well, because of this 10-minute rest break option, uh, drivers are having to stop, pull over, look for parking, uh, you know, taking up all this time. So this 10 minutes turns into hours, could turn into hours. And, uh, you know, we also have the 30-minute meal break every six hours. Uh, So all this time having to take this break, which is inside this uh, California state labor law, they're saying because of drivers having to do this, having to stop, having to take the rest break, et cetera, et cetera, this is causing burden on interstate Uh, commerce.
0: And they don't have to. The the, the California law actually is for the employee – And it states that the employer has to provide the option to take the break. But the the driver does not have to take the break. They can waive it. But it's still paid for. They still get paid for those 10 minutes whether they take the break or not.
3: Exactly. And that's why I say it's optional. (coughs) They're making it sound like you've got to take this 10-minute break every four hours. And, you know, uh, let's say you're – you're running through downtown L.A., you know, if there's your four hours. Boom, where are you going to stop? Where are you going to pull over? You've got to find a place. So your ten minutes turns into hours and hours, and this is causing a burden on interstate commerce. So they believe the current California state labor law is causing a burden on interstate commerce. Thus, their claim for preemption is valid. So primarily, what do drivers need to know, from my opinion, from my standpoint? Now, like i said the fmcs website has the ath petition up. you can it, read it uh huh
0: yeah i just want to say it's at regulations.gov
3: okay yeah regulations.com.gov and you can also see they're ask you know that they're asking for comments if you read the whole thing it's totally confusing that's how it's written it's purposely written to confuse you so let's look at this What's, what what do we need to know as drivers Should this meal and rest break petition by the ATA be preempted, it would open the door to the rest of California state and labor laws, which protects employees from being exploited. It's not only about meal and rest breaks, as it's written, to make you believe. So that's the thing we try to get across. They use this mill and rest breaks. I mean drivers can look at it, well that's mill and rest breaks, I don't care about that. It goes much deeper than the mill and rest breaks. That's the way it's written. So what are these other laws that are not purposely included in the ATA petition? One, paying employees for all time worked. And this is where the smoke screen by the ATA comes in. By the way the, the petition is worded. It's written this way in order to confuse drivers to confuse people. It's very confusing, I admit it. They want you to believe that this petition is all about meal and rest breaks. But once a state's labor laws is preempted, it affects all state labor laws, all the aspects of state those state labor laws. So again, should this pet- petition be granted by the FMCSA, it opens the door to preempting all of California labor laws, including paying drivers for all time worked, which we all know includes detention time. So, the way California state law stands now is one, drivers are offered a 10 minute paid rest break every four hours, drivers are provided a 30 minute optional meal break every six hours, and three, Drivers are paid for all-time work, including detention time. So ATA's attempt to preempt this law would take all of this away permanently.
0: And this is at a time when we're fighting for, um, you know, modernizing wages. I mean, you know, sitting at the shippers for hours and hours. I mean, uh, where they're not paid. They don't get away with that in California. Uh, And how did this – I mean – I, I don't want to. I know you know you've got your agenda there for the show. I'm just thinking of questions. Um, how did this start in California? It, it really isn't isn't isolated to the trucking industry. It's for all employees. All employers have to follow these laws.
3: Well, how did the state labor law come around? Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. It actually goes back to uh, field workers. Uh, is that what you were getting at? Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean,
0: I'm pretty sure I read that also. Yeah,
3: it goes, it, it, it's really pretty interesting. It goes back to field workers, workers in the California fields. Uh, let me take these glasses off. They're driving me crazy. Uh, yeah, it, go, it actually goes back to, to to the field workers of California where they would have to sit in the field. Maybe there was no work. Maybe they were waiting for the truck to come to you know to to load the fruit or whatever it is they were doing, but they would sit in the field for hours and hours, or maybe they were required to be on call, you know <laughs> waiting for the equipment to get there so they can start harvesting or whatever they were doing and While they were waiting on in the fields or being required to be on call they they weren't getting paid well California steps in and goes, no no, no, no this this is this isn't good, this isn't right and uh so <clears throat> they came in. And if, if you're going to have your workers sitting in the field for several hours waiting on whatever you're waiting on, they're going to be paid for it. And basically this is how this uh, state labor law came in. It was to protect the employee and protect their wages and their rights to get paid for any time worked or, in this case, any time they were on the work job.
0: And it, it really is directed for piecework wage employees, which truck drivers are. They get paid by the mile. So, therefore, you know, if they're waiting at a dock for 20 hours, um, they're used to not getting paid. I mean, some companies do pay detention time. We're not saying they don't. Yeah. But for um, a majority of drivers, um, from what we hear, they do not get detention time pay. Or, I mean, California has some pay for, you know, all non-driving tasks. And this is, this is something that, you know, is really, um, I think, the, the crux of this whole petition, although the meal and rest break, they have to pay the 10 minutes for the um, optional rest break that the drivers can take. And a lot of times drivers don't want to take that 10-minute rest break, so they don't. And, um, and, and, but they do get paid anyway. And they have to make sure they get paid. And the funny thing is, um, this is a petition, Alan, that they put in ten years ago. I mean, it's gone full cycle. Uh, this is the same petition they put in ten years ago that was rejected. Am I
4: right?
3: Yeah, and that's uh, you know that's pretty much the crust of what the ATA petitions is all about, and how we see it. It's it's a smoke screen. They they keep throwing out. Hey, this is about your meal and rest break. Meal and rest—it's not. It's a way to take control, to take your control away from ever having to be able to negotiate your wages. So.
0: And whatever happened to state rights? I mean, everybody's always saying, "No, we need enough federal regulation." You know, the states need to um, need to have you know their own rights as far and especially labor laws. Uh, I mean, they tried that with the Denim Amendment. Oh, I won't – I know you're going to talk about all that, but they did try that with the Denim Amendment to preempt the state laws, uh, only instead of going to the Secretary of the Department of Transportation, they claimed that the 1994 F4A uh, was uh, interfering with interstate commerce because – you know the 1994 F4A was all about deregulation of uh of freight and it was you know it was about freight rates nothing about labor and anyway so they this is a, a a game that's going on and i'll let you finish cuz i know you've got a whole thing and i keep interrupting so go ahead <laughs>
3: oh no, that's okay i was just trying to go through here and uh, uh i there's and list All the listeners in the states that they're from, but there's not going to be able to do it tonight. There's way too many. We appreciate you joining in. I do see a few, uh, a few hands up, and from uh, a few people that I do want to get on. We'll work you in as fast as we can. The uh, uh, talking about the, uh, you know, when all this happened. I mean, that's interesting, and that's another part of the show I I find interesting. The timeline. uh, the timeline of how and when the ATA attempts to preempt these state labor laws. Um, here we are currently, 2018. ATA petition to preempt the California mill and rest break. Um, let me see. Uh, well,
0: what, when the FMCSA F- um, uh, rejected them in 2008, what what was that based on? Um, I mean, it, I.
3: Well, the, well, and, and this is where the timeline is so interesting. I mean, the ATA, this petition by the ATA started in in 2008 when they introduced the very same petition uh, to the FMCSA and the FMCA rejected it. Rejected it based on that it was not laws or regulations on commercial motor vehicle safety, and that therefore. They did not fall within the scope of the power Congress granted to the, to the Secretary of State in Section 31141. Very same petition in 2008 that we're looking at right now in 2018, and the FMCSA rejected it because the Secret, Secretary of Transportation uh, doesn't fall within that power, uh, the scope of the power of the Congress even, to, to do anything about it. So it was rejected in 2008. Now, the FMCSA stated that the, the, the meal and rest break rules for CMB drivers uh, was simply one part of California's comprehensive regulations governing wages, hours, and working conditions, and because these rules are in no sense regulations on commercial motor vehicle safety, they're not subject to preemption, again, under the 49 U.S.C. 31141. So. ATA claimed that the FMCSA can and should preempt the California statutes and rules on wages, hours, and working conditions, which prevent carriers from maximizing their employees' driving and on-duty time. And, in fact, the FMCSRs have for decades required carriers and drivers to comply with all the laws, all the ordinances, and regulations of the jurisdiction where they operate. That's in forty nine CFR three ninety two point two. But
0: yeah, but the FMCSA didn't buy this argument; no. it was rejected, and uh, so they're they they if if you go to the regulation dot gov um, website and it's um, let me see which which docket number is it? It's docket two zero one eight dash zero three. 04. that's the docket number to all this, and you can read the 14-page letter to Administrator Ray Martinez. You know, kind of like making their case, and in it you'll see a lot uh, about the truck parking and, you know, how this is going to be a disaster. In the meantime, this this has been going on. California labor laws have been going on for decades, and. I don't know about you, but I haven't heard any catastrophes going on in California truck parking any worse than the rest of the country. And I haven't seen a study uh, done on how California meal and rest uh, breaks are um, uh, exacerbating the truck parking shortage. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that. So the claim is is, um, just a a little out there as far as I'm concerned.
3: Well, and apparently as the FMCSA concern, because getting back to the 2008 when it all began, the FMCSA stated they couldn't entertain this petition because the California mill and rest break rules were not regulations on commercial motor vehicle safety. And the agency, the FMCSA, stated they have no authority to preempt them under this 49 that we're talking about. And the statute does not allow the preemption of other state or local regulations just because they have some effect on CMV operations. And that's an interesting statement, some effect. So basically they're saying, look, there's nothing wrong with this California state law as it relates to, uh, you know, interstate commerce. I mean, you just need to change – you you need to get your business model uh, to work with the state law. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, an easy fix would be uh, – would be to just apply California paying drivers for all time to your business model. Right. And then you wouldn't have to worry about entering California. And, of course, you know, the other argument is, well, we've got to worry about all these states and going to have different rules. No, you don't. You just have to worry about California because California has the most stringent. So if you comply with California, you automatically comply with every other state. So if you set your – business model to California law, paying for 10 minutes every four hours and um, providing that rest break and then providing an optional meal break and then paying drivers for their detention time, you'd be, you wouldn't have to worry about all this. You'd save a lot of money in lawsuits from not complying. And I think the argument would be, would be over for all this. Um, but anyway, that's you know that's my two cents, my opinion on it.
3: You yeah, know? you know, again, you got to look at the whole picture and what is the what is the what is the whole picture down the road for this petition? And it it's to take away trucker truckers' rights as it regards to their wages. That's the whole thing. Forget about the meal and rest breaks. That's not what it's all about. This is it goes much deeper. It's about your wages and taking your rights away from being able to negotiate your wages down the road. And that would be permanently. That that would be a done deal. Hey, I want to get Andrea on here. Andrea Marks uh, got to visit with her a little bit at GATS. And I'd uh, like to grab, hey, Andrea, how you doing? Welcome to the show.
4: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm good. <laughs> you know, that uh, i I, I got to just say real quick, man, that, Tony put on an awesome uh, uh show there a concert there at gas i mean he 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 just brought down oh, the yeah. show. it was it was it was really remarkable if you see him tell him that I tell him I, I said I really enjoyed it
4: I will I talk to him regular and I'll be sure to pass on the pass on the message
3: all right well good well what do you your thoughts your comments on what what we've been talking about this petition was by the ATA
4: well i just wanted to thank you guys for taking the time um taking the time to ensure that the folks uh, at trucker nation including myself really understood what was going on we knew that this was an issue and we thought we had our mind wrapped around everything that was going on but uh, you guys really were able to allow us to see a lot of clarity um, when we were able to visit for a couple hours last evening and um Trucker Nation has went ahead and filed a request for an extension on the comment period on this petition because we think it's really important, and we think that at this point what is happening is um, maybe some sneaky stuff is, is trying to they're, – they're trying to kind of let this thing fly under the radar. If you look on regulations.gov right now, you'll see I believe there was only like 26 comments when I looked the other day. And this is a really, really big issue. And is. um, when we were talking last evening, um, from what I'm hearing and seeing, um, the ATA is really trying to focus this thing back on safety but what I'm hearing and when when in talking to you guys and in reading their petition and you know looking into this issue a little more, I think they're talking about an infrastructure issue they're not at all talking about a safety issue if if the law was allowed to be preempted, I think maybe then it would there would be a safety issue there'd be a really poor a really really big safety issue, but I think we're talking about an infrastructure issue here that they're trying to um trying to you know appease the needs and the wants of their of of their membership so at the end of the day this is not a safety issue Um, and I think we really need to work hard at ensuring that drivers know the full timeline drivers know what has um, been attempted in the past um, and what's being attempted again here in the present I know we're going to work very hard to, uh, along with you guys, to try to get some information out there um, to allow drivers to fully understand the issue and get on board with this thing. Make some comments and and ensure that uh, this thing doesn't go through. Um, We're we're really confident in regard to the rich, both uh, legislative or, excuse me, legal and regulatory history that this has. Um, I uh-huh. think that the issue will be able to stand on um, you know, what has happened in the past. But at the end of the day, stranger, things have been known to happen. So we right. have to ensure I right. really can't you can't, you can't be complacent. To... Right. Right. Well, right. you
0: know, and I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're fine, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I know um I know Alan uh wants to get into how this whole thing. You know, the full cycle, like of, you know, it started in 2008 with the DOT uh, petition. That failed. Then they got sued in court, and they tried mm-hmm. to use the F4A fight and lost. Then it, they went to Congress to try to get the Denim Amendment, which essentially would have done the same thing as this. It would preempt states' right. rights. And now they, they got shot down after they were very confident they were going to get the Denim Amendment passed. So, what do they do? They go full circle back to the FMCSA. And it'll right, probably right. just keep going on and on. And if this fails, they'll wait for the new Congress and put in another amendment, you know, similar to the Denim. I, I don't think they're going to stop um, even course. if this fails, you know?
4: It's of my course. opinion, but. Yeah, I think that it's just really important that drivers know that if, for whatever reason, in some strange world, that this was allowed to to happen, that that their rights to be able to negotiate their wages goes away. Uh, right now, the world that we're living in, and hopefully the hours of service change that we're we're um, hoping to see, that we're whether we're fairly confident that the agency is going to engage in, this is just giving um, giving more power back to the drivers, giving more power back to the drivers to be able to um, have the flexibility that they need. And in this case, with, with this petition, if this doesn't go through, which is what we hope, um, right. to really be able to have flexible hours of service and be able to negotiate their own wages. Um, I think right. that all of these things are really pushing the industry to a place that if you pay attention to the complaints of drivers and companies right now, it's pushing us to a place to hopefully resolve some of those really big glaring issues. Um, You know, not allowing this to go through really uh, puts the shippers, the receivers, the companies, um, puts them all in a place where they have to, and this is my language, no one else's, really kind of have to fall in line. Um, And especially if we get hours of service flexibility. And these are some of the biggest complaints that we hear out there. You know, unfortunately, the shippers, the receivers, um, and the brokers, they cannot be governed or regulated by the FMCSA, but not allowing this to happen, especially in a freight-heavy state like California. Um, This really gives, like I said, the power back to the drivers, and um, those shippers, receivers, and brokers are really going to have to get on board with, with what's going on in this changing transportation landscape that we're hopefully seeing, and and like like we
0: we uh, mentioned, and this is we we've already put a comment up on on this uh, petition, but when they were talking about truck parking and oh drivers are going to have to stop and it's going to cause this catastrophe and right well what about the fact that the shippers and receivers hold the drivers up for for you know, ten hours they run out of hours, and you know, uh, and they they're not even allowed to park on the property. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's the new the new law. I guess what is it? The conveyance that to you know give people uh, more time. I'm, I'm, am oh, I, I with sure the right law?
4: Know.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, to uh, alleviate that problem. But the point is, why should it even be a problem? Why should you be held up like that, and you know, and not be paid, and then be running on a 14-hour clock, racing? I mean, it's mm-hmm. really, you know, we're getting into the 14-hour clock now, which, which right. Alan, you said it. I remember you saying on the last show it's one of the worst things that ever happened to the yeah. industry. <laughs> yeah,
4: in my opinion, well, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting that this is being um, presented as a truck driver issue also. That's that's another tactic that's being used. This is not a truck driver issue in the state of California. This is a California labor law that... That affects all piecemeal workers But it's being presented as a truck driver issue And that's, that's right. another tactic That they're using to try to You know, make this seem like less of an issue No, this is, a, this is a bigger issue Than what's being presented in the petition And it's something that FMCSA, Quite frankly has no jurisdiction over whatsoever Right And they said that on their rejection last time
0: So, yeah. you know This is like a To me it's just a, like a last Hail Mary pass and the football game, you know?
4: <laughs> well, it's the definition of chaos. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to get a different result. Unfortunately, in our government and in our Congress, sometimes that works. But uh, with hardworking people like we see in the trucking industry, I don't think that we're going to – don't think that the ATA is going to be as successful.
0: Oh, well, here's the other thing I was thinking about. You know, if they just keep doing it over and over and over again – you know drivers will get tired oh we have to call in again i thought this was taken care of what, why are we calling in again you know you wear people down is what it is sure. and i think sure. and, and i think that, 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 that that's very one be, of the
3: yeah, yeah. it, it I can do you agree very with well that
5: be a, yeah
4: absolutely it could be a yeah, tactic yeah, that they're trying to use and, and could potentially be successful with. So that's why we need folks like you guys and folks, you know, out there really pushing these issues when they come up um, and ensuring that the drivers are educated on the issues. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the agriculture industry has been my entire life. And um, I often heard that it wasn't enough to just be a farmer anymore. You, uh, you had to be a business person. Well, that's what the trucking industry is coming to. It's not enough to just be able to jump into a truck and, and safely drive a commercial motor vehicle anymore. Not only do you have to be a business person and a, you know, a good, safe operator, um, you, you have to be in tune with rules and regulations. This is a very turbulent time in the transportation industry, and it would be irresponsible of us not to you know, exercise our voices and exercise our right to be heard um, on these, these types of issues, however often they come up.
0: Uh, you know, absolutely, and, and that's why, I mean, this petition, uh, I I don't know how many people will read all 14 pages of the um, letter the ATA wrote. Very few. But we hope they do. We hope they do. Of course, it's written by lawyers, so it's, you know, complicated. Like one example they give. I'll give you an example. I remember one. So here will be a normal day for a truck driver. They'll start at 6, then they have to stop at 4, at at 10, four hours later, and take a break. Then, two hours later, they have to stop to take uh, a 30-minute meal break. Then they have to stop um, two hours later. You know, as though the California law was um, a a regulation towards drivers, which it's not. Right, like it's required. And the the scenario that they give it really makes drivers scared. And that was the same tactic. I don't know if you saw the video that the ATA had out about the mm-hmm. um, denim amendment. Yeah. And and they'd had they we told drivers that you know tell everybody you don't want to have to stop. And they made this ridiculous video. And even uh, on the floor <clears throat> when. Jeff Denham tried to say it on April 26th, and thank you, by the way, for sending that video. Because I looked all over, Desiree looked over, Alan looked all over. We couldn't find it, but you <laughs> found it. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> where, where, where Jeff Denham says, um, oh, drivers are going to have to stop. And, it's, and Peter DeFazio just stood up and said, no, that's not true. And then he, you know, stated the truth. About California law. So uh, I want to just let everybody know that Peter DeFazio has fought long and hard for truckers over this, um, over the Denim Amendment, the meal and rest break, because they understand that these are options and that it's for the benefit of the safety of the drivers. Probably most drivers don't want to take a 10 minute break, which is fine. Just take the 10 minute pay. Every day, and they're happy. And if they do want to take their 30 minute um, meal break, they have that option, you know. Sure. Or if they want to just take that break and not eat, just do what they want. Matter of fact, sure. you know, maybe sure. the 30 minute um, HOS uh, break should be optional too. Maybe that would suffice everybody, right? And right. If you want to take it, right. go ahead.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and we have tried. Uh, you know, really hard to fight for drivers in terms of flexibility. And I think that this shows, and, and, and dare I say, a little bit of, uh, quote, ignorance on the APA's part, that the, that the agency's really moving toward the place of driver flexibility. And, um, right. you know, the the California law, in terms of meal and rest, rest breaks, excuse me, gives drivers that flexibility because these breaks are optional. Um, and, and it would even if the FMCSA had the ability to do something about this, which they don't, because this is a California labor law. Um, then, then why would they want to go in the opposite direction of providing driver flexibility? That's 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 the road that they're traveling down right now, pun intended. And um, right. it just seems silly that that the ATA would be asking. For something different than that, you know, I just kind of well, yeah. If, in, their, in, in, a in their letter, day. they say that that it it removes
0: the flexibility for drivers because it's it's making them, um, you know, limit themselves to like every four hours. Well, nothing in California law says you can't stop if you're tired.
4: Right. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, we have hours uh, it, of
4: service rule for a reason. <laughs> I mean, come on. Folks. Yeah.
0: So um, it doesn't remove flexibility at all. It just is telling the employer, you cannot exploit your employees. And, and that is across the board, not just the trucking industry. It applies to all gotcha. industry in California. So well, it, anyway. It
4: continues to tell the lie about how these meal and rest breaks are required, quote, required, which they're not. and it's They're just, only required again, of them kind of, to provide them. Right. Um, but the, the driver has to take them. It's continuing to tell that lie, that lie over right. and over right. again. And where this is, a, this, again, is a California labor law, and it's not in the FMCSRs anywhere, you know, it, it would have been easy for FMCSA to be like, oh, oh, well, this, this is really kind of stinky. Let's do something about this. Because it's not something that they wrote, it's not something that they have anything to do with, it's not something that they have any jurisdiction over, and it could have been that that same tactic in the Congress, too. You know, you can say whatever you want, and it becomes people's truth as long as they believe it. So um, you know, leading with this lie that these brakes are required, other than just being required to be provided, um, that the driver actually has to take them, is is facetious, it's irresponsible, and it's, it's it's using it's, it's using someone's position to tell a lie to leverage ATA and its membership in a way to get something. They're they're fiscally motivated, and it's it's leveraging themselves to you know be um, awarded somehow financially. And it's unfortunate that that this kind of stuff happens. But I won't take up any more of your guys' time. Oh well, you've I been great. I, I, no. We appreciate <laughs> well, everything utilize- you do yes and you guys too and and we're going to try really hard um hopefully you know with your all's help to create you know that that timeline and and create some quick bullet points so um so drivers really understand these issues maybe some graphics um, and get some more people on board as soon as we know something about our um extension request which i believe the american association for justice also um submitted a request for an extension so i hope to see that we get you know some more time to we get 30 more days uh on top of the I believe it's October 24th or something is the date right now but we'd love to be able to garner some more support and um really just continue educating drivers on these really important issues.
0: Well, absolutely and um thanks again and if you read some of the comments you can see a lot of it get a lot of people get it. There's 35 comments up there right now. And okay. um You could see some people are going, you know, talking about, yeah, the 10-minute break, you know, they don't want to take it and all that. So they're confused, and I hope this replay, because the show is going to be on replay, and I hope everybody's able to listen to it to to know the truth about this. So uh,
3: thank you. Hey, Andrea, appreciate it, and uh, she she definitely gets it.
0: Yeah, I know you get it.
3: She definitely gets it, and hopefully this show will help – Help others get it too. Hey, before we go on, I do want to get in the timeline and uh, give you a full circle of how this all came on. Before we go on, and then a uh, uh, caller from Texas, uh, area code five one two. I'll get to you here, but uh, well, let me grab my glasses. Man, it's getting rough, getting old. But listen, you know, we've been every time I find something, every time I see something, that I think is 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 a, just a really good thing, really good for drivers that can help drivers. Uh, make more money make their lives easier you know whatever the cases be we you know I, I think I've had a pretty good record of uh, uh, sharing those things with everybody uh, that has proven to uh, uh, always be always be pretty much right on and uh, there's something there's something I came across and I, I've been watching it for a long time dealing with them talking and I want to I want to share that with you owner operator specifically I, I want to tell you about a. A new way to find good-paying loads, uh, or, or, or I should say a new way for those good-paying loads to find you. And it, it's called Zyper, and uh, it, it's spelled X-Y-P-P-E-R, Zyper. So, uh, so what is Zyper? I, 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 I really like this thing. I want, I want to get this out to everyone. Zyper combines a massive load board with a virtual dispatch system. And and owner-operators, we we all know the feeling of too often being frustrated, waiting at a truck stop for loads or accepting cheap freight just not to drive back empty. But you really don't have to. There's a Zyper app, and it's not just a load board. It's a virtual dispatch system which finds you custom loads and send them directly to your phone. And after you download and set up the Zyper app, Shippers will know your exact location, your route, your destination, your equipment, and available capacity, and they will send you an available load matching your criteria, the criteria that you set in. So you can accept it or you cannot accept it. It's totally up to you. And Zyper, it intuitively knows when you are available. Zyper notifies you instantaneously, directly to your phone, and you can even maximize each route with multiple loads. So, drivers, I, I want to invite you to take the Zyper challenge. Think about it. Wouldn't it be great to not have to always search for new loads, but instead be notified directly and immediately when custom loads designed for you are available? And not only that, would it be even better if you had all the paperwork done for you? Zyper actually sends loads offers to the drivers, automatically generating documents such as order confirmation, uh, bill of lading, signature capture, proof of delivery, and invoices a shipper immediately after shipment is made. And in, in addition to all this, Zyper offers the ability for shippers to track their shipment live while in transit. And these are the same duties a dispatcher would offer, except Zyper performs all of this in a virtual system and it's only uh, $25 a month. And so go ahead. Lock in at the $25 a month. You know, there's similar apps out there with less features that are going for 10 times that price, $25 a month or $250 a month. It's pretty much a, no, a no-brainer. Lock it in at $25 a month. Go ahead and take the Zyper challenge, and you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right now, there's a free trial available, so go to Zyper.com. That's, that's X-Y-T-P-E-R.com. And it's definitely a win-win for any owner-operator trying to maximize profits. Another thing I like to try to pass on, and uh, just trust me on this. Check it out, and I know you will uh, be glad you did.
0: I just got Facebook messages. I'm glad you spelled that out.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Because they're saying how do you spell that. And <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's xypper. dot com. So. Yeah. Um, and-
3: I just want to. I really, really like it. And if if I find something that I like, I just want to shout it out to everybody. Totally, look, look it up, check it out. And uh, so far, I believe I've been pretty right on on most things that. uh, That I've put out there So really check it out I I really like it I think you're
0: going to like it And that's the difference Between, you know, us Let me tell you Before we take on a sponsor Because uh, Zyper wanted to be a sponsor They came to us And, you know, Alan checked it all out And this and that Because we're really, really particular Who we take on as a sponsor And one of the requirements is The product has to be valuable Useful and not a ripoff, okay? <laughs> and that's why, I mean, we've had Lone Mountain Truck Leasing for about 10 years now. Um, they're about, you know, I don't know if they are the only co- company that offers a fair and honest lease. However, they're the only one we know of right now that offers a fair and honest lease. I may so, not
3: know of others, but I do know Lone Mountain Truck does. Yeah. So, so um, you know. That's what I want to get out to drive.
0: So that's why if you hear an endorsement on a product on our show, it it really means we looked into it and we're not going to risk our reputation of 13 years, you know, of advocacy and working hard and fighting, you know, for something that we think isn't um, isn't worth it for you. So I just want to say that so you know you know yeah. people know that.
3: So hey, check them out. I'll spell it out again. X Y. P P E R dot com. Cypher.com. I I I I I think you're gonna like what you see. Uh before I get into the timeline here, let me get um uh I didn't get a chance to pull everything up, but uh been hanging on for quite a while. Uh from Texas, Area Code five one two, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging on.
6: Hey, good evening. This is Pat Hockaday, Jojo.
5: How you doing?
6: Hey, uh, how
3: you doing? I'm doing
5: great.
6: The timeline really begins 1994, F4A. Um, well, that,
0: that, we're,
6: we're going to get this. into all that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll well it actually the started. That's timeline. So, Pat, it, it actually, actually started it was, in
0: 2008 with the FMCSA, and it wasn't till the
6: ATA. Wait a minute, Donna. Wait a minute, Donna. Wait a minute, Donna. In 2001, on. California put into effect industrial wage order Number nine, in 2002, the CTA,
2: California
6: Trucking Association, part of the ATA, immediately tried to alter California Labor Code through California legislation. I believe it was two or possibly three times they failed. Okay, so it goes back before 2008. Um, Then we saw 2008. Then we saw Delt versus. Penske and Campbell versus Bitrin, which established that 1994 F4A in no way went against what Congress intended with the 1994 F4A Act, which basically said a state cannot establish or set rates, routes and services. So one of the interesting things that jumped out at me, concerning the letter, the petition, is the ATA on the one hand says, oh, if we have to pay our drivers for their brakes, we have to raise our rates. The state cannot
2: tell us how
6: to charge, okay? But then in the letter, in the petition, they acknowledge that the state has the right, Uh, the one I remember is um, to, uh, like, fuel tax, to tax us. Well,
5: in effect, don't I have to raise my rate
6: if they raise their taxes?
5: So, you know, they're talking out of
6: two sides of their mouth.
5: Right. Well,
0: you know, that reminds me of what this judge said. um, And it was during one of the lawsuits, and they were complaining they used the F4A as part of it, the prices, routes, and services, and so forth. And the judge says, something and I'm paraphrasing now. Listen, that's has nothing to do with freight rates or deregulation. These are labor laws and if you have to figure out your business model to make a profit uh, to, you know, abide by these labor laws, then that's what you need to do. It would be the same thing as if there was another cost for driving in exactly. the state. Okay, you'd have to incorporate that into your profit scheme and then, uh, you know, do it accordingly. So, you know, to to say that prices, routes and services are are a part of this whole thing, um, of course, now we're going into the Denham Amendment, is is ridiculous. And they were shot down. That's why they went to Congress. To uh, try to, you know, when they they grabbed Jeff Denham and and they got him to write the Denham Amendment and it has the words prices, routes, or services. So, um, and then that didn't work, but we're, but, you know, anyway, you're right. You're absolutely right. Right. Okay, so Delk
6: versus Pinsky, you know, was 2015. California labor regulations 226.2 went into effect. January 1 of 2016 and this is where the, the, the 226.2 is specific to peace workers as you said earlier so mm-hmm. you know the, the ATA doesn't even acknowledge 226.2 all they talk about is wage order number 9 again which right. went into effect in 2001 so yeah, but
5: Pat's talking they're, they're, about- they're really
6: trying to manipulate here
0: what Pat's when he's referring to what the ATA is talking about again, it's that 14-page letter that was written. It's on the regulation.gov under the uh, docket number for this, and um, you can download it and read it yourself, and you'll know what he's talking about because it has the entire argument. Um, so I just want to tell people what you're referring to, um, you know, when when you're saying that all that. But no, you're absolutely right um it th- this is just a, a whole cycle um that is going on you know back in you said 2002 with the TCA um
6: yeah the, the the te- yeah the California the yeah the No, it was the California Trucking Association which is part oh, okay. of the ATA oh, the
0: CTA okay
6: yeah
0: right so i mean it it's a fight and a battle that's been going on a long time And um, I just wonder how long it'll go on, you know, until they break you down. I I
6: listen to Series Radio. I'm not going to say it was the AGA, but it was proponents of the uh, Denim Amendment. They blatantly said there are drivers out there in violation right now because they did not take their break. Right. That's That's a complete lie. intimidate drivers. Now, we've got to understand, labor regulations are imposed upon the employer. They burden the driver in no way at all. The driver is not required to abide by, the employee is not required to abide by labor code. If you want to talk labor code, that is 785.13
2: Federal Labor
6: Code, or actually it's Wage and hour Regulations, and it specifically says that The employer has the duty to tell a worker not to work if he does not want them to. So if an employee, an hourly employee, a regular employee, works through their break, the employer has to pay them for it, pay them on top of their hourly wage for the 10 minutes they worked. That's right. Because it is the employer's duty to say no.
2: I don't want
6: you to work. I want you to stop now.
2: So don't
6: forget, 226.2 allows the employer to say, I don't want you to take a break, and it imposes a one-time, one-hour penalty that covers the entire working section of the driver's day. Okay? And, you know, I I read somewhere. I tell you to work through your morning break, I have to pay you an hour, but now I can tell you work through your lunch break and work through your afternoon break. I don't have to pay anymore. In effect right. I'm paying you fifteen minutes pay. I'm getting penalized ten minutes. Big deal.
0: Right. Right. And and, and you know, y- you can you can read all this, um I mean you can go to the California Labor Code and read it, but part of the requirements are on the um on the regulation.gov uh, website, it has a document you can download. And it doesn't get into the real specifics, just the uh, the way the carrier has to provide these brakes. Um, and it can be waived by the driver. So it, it does state all that. But they do keep, um, just like you said, on Sirius Radio, uh, scaring drivers. You're in violation if you don't stop immediately. Hey, like I said... You know, Alan was at work, but I watched it on C-SPAN. And when Jeff Denham just got up and, and, and spouted that lie right on the House floor, and if Peter DeFazio hadn't been, you know, there to say, no, 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 that's not how it is, okay, and call him on it. And it could very well be Jeff Denham believed it himself. Maybe he was told, you know, that that's the way it is. And, uh, and, and, you know, cause I don't want to call anybody a liar, you know, if, if they have been deceived themselves, then, you know, they're just um, repeating what, what they've been told. But uh, again, uh, you know, this is, this is the continual deception and it's, it's aggravating, you know? So, oh, I, you know, if anybody wants to um, chime in, press one on your, on your keypad
3: I've got a, I, I, Oh, you got people. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and we're going to touch on t- on the the timeline a little bit more. I'm going to touch on to uh Ray Martinez. I'm going to touch on Denim amendment and uh uh but let let me go to uh grab one more caller uh Tennessee area code 901 and then uh, I'll move on and start uh, wrapping up this show, but uh let me get them pulled up here. Tennessee area code 901. Welcome to the show.
7: Yeah, it's Jerry. Okay. Hey, uh, by the way, I've been listening to Serious Radio. I've been on here recently. I didn't call in the other day when uh, David Owens was telling his lies. So I thought okay. rather than to provoke him, I called in separately Friday morning.
6: Uh huh.
7: So because, remember, I figured this out on these talk shows. <clears throat> the guest, the caller, does not get the last statement. So mm-hmm. even if I'm right and David Owens wants to disagree, he gets the final say.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: So don't argue with him. Call in the next day. So I've pointed mm-hmm. out that the first lie they're telling, typical of the ATA, is that the drivers are required to take these brakes. Well, they aren't.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: I mm-hmm. say the only thing that's required is that the employer pay for the brake. And this that they I've provide the break.
0: That they're provided, right. but if, they have the option. Right.
7: If, if the driver wants, just like years ago, the carriers used to give us a letter saying it was legal for us to log off duty for lunch. So all we need is the carriers to say, these brakes are here. We will pay them, but they're not required to take them.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: <clears throat> so watch this. I said, you know, we all know that truck drivers... I don't, no, I said, I don't think anyone would argue that America's truck drivers seriously need a pay raise. Mm-hmm. Here's the answer to this whole thing, and it would solve it nationwide. So the way I just quickly figured the hours up and didn't have an and a cost is about $18 a day. So all, no, $18 a week. $18 a week. Okay. So, all the carriers need to do, just like they do the per diem now, is to create a separate line on the driver's pay summary showing $18 compensation for meal and rest breaks for the whole week. That's $900 a year. More,
0: it's going to be more than $18 a week, Jerry it's it's gonna be, you know, you're talking um twenty minutes uh let me see, is that twenty? Thirty minutes a day and times what, five, six days. So now you're talking about thirty minutes 100. a day,
7: so that's three dollars and three uh what is it, seven something in an that, in that hour minimum wage. So right Ten there is something. three all right. Ten something so, all right. All right, let's say, whatever it is, let's say it's $25 a week. Whatever it is, it's going week. to
0: be more than $18 a week, okay? All right. And let's, if let's, they don't provide I even said, let's
7: say $40. let us say okay. 40 Tell me truck drivers they don't need a $2,000 raise. Most of the employers say they believe that. Okay. For $2,000 a year, you just assume $20, $30, $40, dollars, whatever it is. Right. It's paid for.
0: Right. Paid and that for. they it's would over. comply
7: with, with the law. They would comply yeah. with the law. In all the states, and, by the way. In all the states. It yeah, that's what it. we
0: said in the beginning of the show. Just do it for yeah. all the states, Which, and you don't have to worry yeah. about
7: all the yeah. laws. Once a, once a week, you put a separate line on there. Then if you have an employer that's really that cheap, let's say you're on a salary. So let's say you're getting $1,000 a week. And let's say we're going to give them $40 a week for these things, right? So now you, you back off from a thousand. His gross pay is nine hundred and sixty dollars plus forty. In a way, an, it wouldn't cost an employer a thing if he just reduced the driver's pay and built it back in. You mean to tell me that's what all this is about? It yeah, could be so handled that easily. To,
0: uh, yeah, but it's not, Jerry. It's not because, if, like Alan said in the beginning of the show. Okay, if if these meal and breast breaks are preempted, it will preempt. It opens the door to preempting all of California's labor laws, which includes being paid for all time, uh, including detention time. Okay, so it would preempt. This is this is a
7: this is a backwards way in to getting Mm -hmm. this down to only piecework that used to be in part B. By the way, you mentioned something there earlier that rings a big bell with me. Pat, I think, just brought it up, but this is basically a labor law. Well, you know, in New York State, your logbooks are not a, uh, mo- or not a motor vehicle violation. The logbook is a labor law violation in New York State. It used to be in New York State. That if you run between two points in the state of New York, your lunch hour had to be logged on duty. And how do we know this? For years, if a New York State trooper caught you doing something and you weren't too far out of line, it was a little game. You'd say, driver, how's your logbook? Oh, it's way behind. Oh, really? Your logbook's fine. Yep, yeah, my logbook's fine. So he would give you a log violation which was a labor law violation. You still got a fine, but it didn't go against your license. So this right. whole thing how can they take a labor law to FMSCA, which is DOT law? Right.
3: Well that's the,
0: whole point. that's the
3: whole point. Yeah. They can't. They they don't they they
0: you know they're basing it on 4931141, 1, 4, 1, and Alan went all through that criteria in the beginning of the show, uh, where if the, the if this fits in the category, if it's if the labor law is more stringent than the federal law, then it can be enforced. And definitely, California labor laws um, are more stringent than right. the federal law. And it didn't meet any of the other criteria that would exclude that uh, to make it a preemption. And we went we went through that in the beginning of the show. But right. Well, but you're that's a good comment. Thanks. And I don't know if Pat's still living. Thanks, Pat, for calling in too. And
3: uh, yeah, appreciate it. And again, the 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 ATA is basically, but basically standing on the grounds that this state labor law. Uh, creates a burden on interstate commerce, but we went through all that already. But, you know, again, the timeline, and we're winding down here, I like to get this in here because I just find it interesting, the timeline of all this. I mean, we see the ATA goes to courts being sued by drivers because their motor carrier were not complying with these California state labor laws. They weren't offering the 10-minute uh, rest breaks. They weren't offering the 30-minute meal break. Uh, they weren't paying their drivers while driving in California, uh, for any non-driving tasks, such as detention time. And the ATA based their claims in courts based on the 94 FAA bill. And the ATA claimed that certain state labor laws interfered as Pat, you heard Pat mention it, interfered with routes, prices, and services, which is a part of the 94 bill. And, uh, Congre- as Congress addressed deregulation of freight and state interference, but the courts came in and stated that, st- that the state labor laws did not in- interfere with these routes, prices, or services, but rather they protected employees and carriers, and uh, or they protected the, uh, the employees and the carriers, as you heard of say, already needed to conduct their business with these laws in mind. So. The 94FA bill had to do with the deregulation of freight rates, not labor laws. So the ATA lost their argument all the way up to the California Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear their argument. So then, the ATA lobbies Congress and has Jeff Denham author of the Denham Amendment. You hear us talk about this Denham, Denham Amendment all the time. We all should know it by now. ATA they, they lobbied Congress to include a provision into major bills which would override the state labor laws. And the provision created was the Denham Amendment, introduced by uh, the Republican out of California, Jeff Denham. And the Denham Amendment also includes the words, routes, prices, and services, stating that the true intent of Congress in the 94 FAA, the F4A, was to be able to preempt, was to be able to preempt state laws such as California and other states who have similar laws, so the denim amendment included those words. <laughs> to uh, uh, just another trickery there. So this is the same argument that the ATA lost in courts with, but now they got this denim amendment going going to to Congress to try one more one more round. So the denim was written in such a way that if passed. It would result in revised federal law which would relieve carriers from the obligation of having to pay drivers for anything other than their piecework wages or the miles they drive, the CPM, cents per mile. So Now, now, (laughs) this amendment was first introduced in the 2015 FAST Act and failed, and ATA continued to to, uh, reintroduce the denim to five other pieces of legislation and failed, including the latest FAA reauthorization bill. So now they're going back to the FMCSA again to petition the FMCSA to preempt the California state labor laws claiming that the petition for determination the California mill and rest break rules for commercial motor vehicles are preempted under, once again, the 49 U.S.C. 31141, which is how we started the show. The ATA sends a letter to uh, Ray Martinez, the administrator for the FMCSA, and this is how their letter starts. Dear Administrator Martinez, American Trucking Association Incorporated, ATA, hereby petitions the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, FMCSA, for a determination that the meal and rest break requirements of California law are preempted under 49 U.S.C. 31141, insofar as they are applied to commercial motor vehicle drivers whose hours of service are within the jurisdiction of the U.S. Department of Transportation. Uh, and uh, there's a link there for the ATA letter to Martinez, which is easily found. And so let's bring this back all to full circle. Bring the ATA, all their attempts, back to full full circle here. In 2008 the meal and rest break petition to the FMCSA. Motor carriers goes to courts, being sued by drivers for not complying with California state labor laws, meal and rest breaks, and being paid for all-time work. Then we have the motor carriers. They lose in courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. So then the ATA changes tactics and they looked to Congress to preempt California state labor laws by way of legislation, i.e., the Denham Amendment. Now, keep in mind, Jeff Denham uh, received over $100,000 in campaign donations by the ATA. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's in the public domain. That, that's easy to find. You can just look that up. So, miraculously, the Denham Amendment was written. The Denham Amendment was included in five to six major bills, last one being the FA reauthorization bill just last month, and it like all the other attempts before it has failed. And now where we where are we? We're all the way full circle back to today to the current FM CSA petition claiming the Secretary of Transportation and the DOT has jurisdiction over CMV drivers and their HOS under Title 49, Section 31141, which was already denied back in 2008. So, Donna, full circle, back to where we are.
0: And, and, and that's it in a nutshell. I, 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 hope, uh, I hope we've explained this. Um, I don't know if we have any hands up for questions. Uh, all listeners. All listeners?
3: They're sinking it in. Okay. You know, it would. It, it, if this wasn't such a serious issue, it would be almost funny. I mean, the, the ATA is so determined to take away any chance of drivers to be paid for all-time work, including detention time, under the disguise of meal and rest breaks. you got to overlook... The mill and rest breaks, that's the terminology they're using, they're throwing in there to, to, to throw drivers off. It has nothing to do with mill and rest breaks, nothing to do whatsoever. This is to, for the rest of time, to take control over your wages and make it where you cannot negotiate your wages. And since most drivers are paid by CPM, that's pretty destructive in my opinion.
0: Well, this is, this is coming at a time when, okay, we have a supposed driver shortage. And if if you look at all the enticements, of course, you've written about the sign-on bonuses. They're offering a lot of sign-on bonuses, but you've written about that, how that's just a big phony hoax. And I forgot the reasoning um, in it, but...
3: Well, but because then they start, they'll start... Oh, man, we go all the way back to when it was first written to the starvation process. I mean... Uh, I drove 37 years, 29 over the road, 17 years as an owner-operator, nearly 5 million miles. I never once got a sign-on bonus. Right. Ever. Because they'll starve you out where you never get that. Maybe it's changed by now. Some of the drivers, maybe they can correct me on that. But I still feel pretty sure that I'm right about that. And um, so, I mean, so no. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh,
0: No, that's that's fine. Um, But... Uh, with all the enticements to come into the industry, um, I, I don't ever see, and I'm not saying that there aren't companies that pay, because I know Walmart pays detention time, but look at what never, their drivers earn. I never
3: got paid detention time.
0: Right? But Walmart drivers are making, what, 90000 a year. So, you know, it, it's a whole different bowl of wax. I think the average driver now... Makes between forty and fifty thousand a year, and that's a big difference. So, I never see, with all the enticement to bring more drivers in, them saying, um, "Well, we we pay our drivers detention time." Okay, that I just uh-huh. don't see it. And as you wrote in that's the in, in your comment, you know that. That's probably because they're hoping for the. the they were really counting on this denim amendment to go through. So why offer detention time if it's if you legally if denim amendment was passed it would have legally said yep. drivers yeah drivers only have to be paid you know their miles driven and and nothing more. I mean if you really read into the amendment it it pretty much says that. So why would you promise something that could possibly be law that you wouldn't have to do? So, you know, suggestion to – if you want more drivers, you need to pay them for the hours that they work, and that includes hours waiting around um, and and just, you know, because you're still on duty. It's not like, you know, okay, I'm going to wait at the dock. Okay, I'm going to go – you know, uh, catch a bite to eat or do whatever you want to do, I'm leaving. They'd be like, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, Alan, because I don't drive. But they'd be like, well, no, you got to be ready in case we need you to unload or load or whatever it is. Yes, is that exactly. correct?
3: I mean, exactly. Exactly. goes right back to the originality of the of the field laborers. They would, they would sit in the fields, okay, we're going to have a truck here any minute, just sit and wait. You know, you're not getting paid, but just sit, sit and wait in the fields. The truck will be here any minute. You know, several hours later, the truck shows up. Okay, ready to pick, ready to load the trucks. Okay, now you start getting paid. I mean, it's basically the same thing. That's how it all starts out. So um, uh, let me see. I'll try one more caller here. Arkan, uh, let me get it up here. Arkansas, area code 870. Welcome to the show.
5: Good evening. It's Idella. How are you this evening? Oh, hi, I, Idella. Hey, Idella. How are you? <laughs> I'm just fine. I'm just fine. Good. Uh it ATA doesn't represent me, there's no doubt about that. And 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 like everybody else, I'm getting tired of them trying to, to, to screw us out of our money. If you'll pay me what I work for, I'll be a happy person. Don't make me promises like uh, if you run X number of miles over 3,000 miles, I'll give you another half a cent. Uh, just pay me what I'm owed, just pay me for what I do. Don't make me promises, you know, if you get one point, uh, 7.1 miles per gallon. If you get 7.2, I'll give you another 10th of a cent. You know, I, 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 don't go for that. Don't, don't promise me. Don't make me what's the word I'm looking for. Don't make me dance to a tune that I'm not ready to dance to just get, just pay me what I work for. Just right. Uh, and the, and that's why well. a lot of drivers aren't
0: coming into the industry because, you know, with social media and everything, they catch wind of all this. What? I'm gonna to have to wait ten hours and not be paid. And what? I'm on a 14 hour clock. It's gonna eat up my hours. You know that kind of said. They hear this and they're like, well, well, how am I gonna make any money? You know. I mean,
5: it, well, the I secret. Love it. I love it when they. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Well, I There's love it when they delay. say you can make you can make this much money, right. but they 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 don't tell you how you can make that much money. They don't tell you all the what-ifs, could-bes, if you run this many miles and you don't make any mistakes and you get the paperwork in by 3 o'clock and this, this, and this, and then all of a sudden they're deducting the money from you because you didn't make their expectations, money that was already earned. Right. Keep your promises, pay me the money.
0: Yep, that, that's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, listen, bottom line is, you want more drivers in the industry? You're going to have to pay them for their sacrifice, for their skill, and for their time. And it's bad enough they're exempt from the Fair Labor Standards Act for um, overtime, okay? so oh, and they, Absolutely. Um, and the Truckload Carriers Association has even stated back in 1999, they stated that, you know, drivers work an extra 30, 40 hours past past their driving time. So you figure if drivers are working, you know, what, 80 to 100 hours a week and not receiving overtime, there has to be some kind of compensation. And plus they now have to race a clock. To me, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, why you wouldn't want to pay your drivers. I mean, you're the one that wanted the ELD and everything and the 14-hour clock and the whole nine yards, and now you're saying you don't want to pay them for eating up their hours. Or they say, well, just log off duty. Well, that saves the 60 or 70, but it doesn't do anything for the 14-hour. Am I correct? I mean, I'm not a driver, so, I mean, I'm I'm just no. logically understanding the rule.
5: You're, you're, you're absolutely correct, and, and I guess my point is is don't tell me what I could make. You could right. possibly make up to tell me what I'm going to make, and, it, it, and I'll do my job for you. Don't, don't, don't make me promises what ifs could be. You're going to get this much per right. mile. You're going to get this much per hour. You're going to get this much detention time for your detention, and that's what I've got now, and I'm going to go to work. I, I'll be tickled to death to do whatever you want me to do, but don't tell me could be, would be, what if.
0: And you've been driving how many years now, Idella?
5: Oh my God, 51.
0: 51, did you say?
3: <laughs> did yeah, you say 51? Like
0: that. Yes, okay, I so
3: you
0: You've got some experience.
3: Yeah, I'd say a little bit. <laughs> Hey, that's not that's not to be proud of. That's that's, that's, well, that's remarkable. Well, thank you. You've
5: endured it. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
3: And, and you no, work I'm for a good company. It. I'm. Yeah.
5: I, I feel like I do. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I I really yeah. do. They they pay me by the mile. They pay me by the stop. They pay me by the hour. And I get detention and layover. And and you
0: know what? I'm glad that that you said that because, you know, so many drivers say well i don't have to worry about this so i get paid detention time and i or oh, i don't have to worry about this i don't go to california or i don't have to because it doesn't affect me i'm not going to take a stand well you know what it doesn't affect me either but the fact that it's injustice and that there's people who it is affecting i think we we all have to have more empathy towards the people it does affect, not just because it doesn't affect us. And, and that's what you're doing, I mean, because it doesn't affect you, but you're standing up for the rights of others. And I think that's really important. We've been doing that for, for many years now. And we appreciate – I mean, I'm going to just say, and I just want to say this, there are so many great Facebook groups out there right now who are actually standing up for the rights of others, whether it affects them or not. And uh, just like Alan mentioned with the ten four event and everything, I mean, you know, th- these people, it, it, they're true advocates of the industry. And and there's many other faiths I mean, I don't want to start, you know, naming names and everything because then I'm going to forget somebody and, and everybody Shit. gets upset. You know what I mean? But to all of you out there, we support all of you. We try to support all the groups right. who are doing something for the good of others, whether it affects you or not. And we wish, you know, when we started, what, I can't remember, 2006, what's that going on, 13 years? Um, there was nobody out. There was no social media. There was, there was nothing. And, you know, to get your word out, you had to, you know, go in the trucking forums, and then you'd get thrown out because, you, you oh, you're soliciting or some crazy stuff. and, um, Or you had to, you know, get your website going, maybe take an AdWords ad out so people would see your information online. Or Alan joined um, Ezine Articles and started, you know, must have written about 100 articles so that they would get picked up on Google and people would read them. But – that was the only way. Now we've got social media, and so many drivers mm-hmm. are just, it, it's really wonderful to watch. Uh, you know, so uh, we don't, you know, we just support everybody who's trying to do good, you know, so we don't get into the bashing and all like that. Well, you didn't do this. In order. No, that's just crazy. You know, you just support whoever is supporting others, and that's how we look at it. I mean, right Alan, I mean Yeah.
3: Yeah, and Idela, Idela, the reason you're driving for that company you're with and doing so well is because as you say, they were truthful, they were honest, they were up front with you saying, "Okay, here's here's what you're going to get. This, 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 this." So that sounds pretty simple to me. That's all motor carriers need to do. They just need to be honest and tell you up front, "Okay, here's what you're going to get. Here's what you're going to make." And that's it.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's well, pretty simple to me. Donna mean. and Alan, we it is simple, and 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 you know, it, like I said, I, I, I don't go on a maybe or could be or you might if you do this, this, and this. Um, and we truly appreciate you, Donna and Alan, for us and being our voice out here. We really do. I, I, I know I a get lot of paid others. well, but you know, yeah, yeah I just, I just Oh, there is, but I just I hate. That, that there's people out here And I read them on social media all the time I'm getting 31 cents a mile I made $200 uh, I sat here for 18 hours I, I just It just drives me wild Because they shouldn't have to To, to oh. say well I didn't make any money Because I sat here 10 hours They shouldn't have that's, to and,
0: and that's what the California uh, uh, Labor laws are all about You can't exploit your piecework wage employees and this is what we have on our books to make sure you don't. And the ATA doesn't like it. They like things just the way they are. Yes, we love to exploit our drivers. So, anyway, uh, I, I, I mean, I just get frustrated.
3: <laughs> All right, Idella, appreciate you calling in. Take care out there now. Keep in touch.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Idella.
3: All right. So I, you know, I hope. Um, let me get this here. I hope. Uh, I hope we 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 tried to explain it, tried to make it simpler to understand. Again, you know, we go back to uh, we wanted to talk about what is the ATH petition. I believe we've done that. We wanted to talk about, to discuss how would it affect driver's wages. I, I believe we've done that. I wanted to touch on the timeline. I believe we've done that. It might be one of those shows where you have to maybe listen to a, a few times, pick it out, kind of like a, really good movie where you miss things in the beginning, Donna, but I don't know, but uh, you have any final... Well, the,
0: the article up on Ask the Trucker kind of um, defines, just go to, um, let me see, what's the name of the article? I, I can find it here if I have, oh, here it is. There's an article up there now called ATA seeks FMCSA approval to preempt state laws which protect trucker wages. And um, right now it's the feature article so just go to askthetrucker.com and it should pop up um, as the feature article. And then there's a little top link, trucking news, on the banner. You know where you can look at all the articles.
3: Okay, and and, and that one I remember. It just I dissected a little bit more as we've we tried to do in this show. Correct.
0: Yes, that's that's correct.
3: Okay. Any any announcements? Anything?
0: Um, no, actually, you hit my announcements in the beginning when you talked about uh, Dominic and the Supreme Court and the ELD petition, by the way, I think there was over 5,000 comments. Um, I don't know. Andre will tell me if I'm wrong, but um, I'm pretty sure either that or close to 5,000 comments on that um, HOS uh, revision uh, notice of proposed rulemaking. So, uh, wow, people really, really did, you know, come to bat on that one, you know, and I hope I hope they can come to bat on this one. This this petition is more complicated, and I I think it's probably it might be a little more difficult to, you know, write a comment, um to to digest it all and to understand to understand it all, but we hope this show has helped so that when you do go and make a comment, you know, you 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 know what to say. Um, I, I don't know. I hope we can get some more comments. Right now, there's only 35 up there. Of course, it's only been out for, what, about two weeks or a week or something like that. It hasn't been out very long. And as Andrea said, they are requesting an extension. And also, who else did she say? Uh, did an extension? The American Association for Justice also requested uh, an extension for this petition so we can get more people. Okay, hold on. Take mine. Mine's not dying. All
3: right, hold on a second. My phone's about to die. I'm going to switch over.
0: Okay, he's getting his headset connected. and.
3: Uh... Okay, here we are. All right, so we touched on everything we think? I think
0: we did. All and right. uh, if there's any more last-minute questions, you have to put your hands up, press 1 on your keypad, Um
3: uh, okay, I'll try to try to squeeze in one more area code. I didn't get the state. I just don't have. Oh, I uh, think I. Oh no, there, here we go. Uh, area code three one nine. Welcome to the show. Hey, how y'all doing? Don This is Mike.
8: Hey, Mike. Uh, what I would like to say is the problem goes more deeper than the denim member, like y'all was saying, and trying to take away the detention time. Corporate mm-hmm. America. What they worried about, you got to remember, all these mega carriers that's represented by the American Trucking Association, they got a board of directors, and they got investors. If they make a profit, they're not looking to trickle that money down to the driver at all. I try to explain this to the drivers all the time and to my congressmen and senators, but I don't think some of them even get it. And this deal with Jeff Demmel, it's been going on for five or six years. In my opinion, the politicians is more worried about getting reelected than doing their job. If they would do their jobs, we wouldn't have this problem. And like the lady that says she's been doing this 51 years. If every driver was getting paid like she was doing, guess what? We wouldn't need an ELD. It would be no cause for all they have done is, is uh created another another image of truck drivers back. That's what they have
3: done. Right. Yeah. I it, mean, if and it, it should just... be done away with it. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, uh, to me, it's a it's a simple. I mean, if you just if you just do what you say you're going to do. Treat the driver right. Give them what they want, and just 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 do what you say. Just like Idella was saying. There wouldn't be any need for all this. Huh? Oh, that's, that's exactly right. Oh, but wait a you I know, didn't even... Uh...
8: Would you say now?
3: Oh, no. Go ahead, Mike. I'm trying to find... Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Donna, okay. Got... Donna had uh, to get was, the other phone. What calls.
8: I want to say... Okay. Yeah. What I was trying to say was... The worst thing... about me being a third-generation trucker, the worst thing that ever happened to truckers in the industry itself as a whole, was deregulation. You know, if they would just go by and just do the LTL model, that's the model that works. Get these drivers home more often. The driver would go 500 miles, get a hotel, get up the next morning, go back to his home, at home the next season. He at home every other day and off on weekends. And that load going from terminal to terminal, to its destination to the terminal out through relays, like going to California and all other big cities, then the local drivers get in delivery, and that's the way it should always have been. The only drivers I see that should be over the road is bull haulers, fresh produce, uh, the big buggers, which you know, the moving and trade shows, and guys, what I do, oversize. We're the only people that should be cross-country. Everything can do the LTL model. And I'm hoping... Yep a lot of people may not like it. I hope that the LTL carriers do get their thirty three feet pumps. I just wish that they that they could put these truckload uh bottom feeding carriers out of business. You know, I see uh Warner Enterprise truck all the time, you know, I see Warner. They revolutionized the LT, uh, I mean uh the E L D, in other words what I was trying to say. But oh, they mm-hmm. failed to say, and that in 1998 they also going to get ready to uh, lose their authority if they didn't go to electronic logging device. Their authority was well, going Werner, out
0: of the window. Werner was the one that really got started because they were the ones that had the the most um, violations. So they were. That's how the ALD really started. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think. Right, I you're think right. It that's what I'm saying. Down. They're
8: going to get ready to you. Yeah, they're going to get ready to you. You lose their operating authority. Their ICC authority was going to get ready to get lost. If they didn't grant that, so then they talk about they revolutionized these carriers and the truckload. That's represented by the AT. They have so many millions of dollars going to our politicians. We got to get these corporate people out of Washington. That's got to be our main focus. If not, the cycle was just going to continue. It really is. Well,
0: I agree with you. Uh, You know, there's a lot of politicians that support the corporate American policy. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, uh, with this Supreme Court hearing that's going on, Dominic uh, Oliveri and New Prime, um, we listened (coughs) to the audio on that. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, the, Alan said it in the beginning of the show that he, he feels like you know uh, Dominic has a good case. He's the independent contractor, uh, but even though you know a lot of people say that that the conservatives are more for corporate, which which I sort of agree on that. But if you listen to this audio, now, like I said, you know we should really put the links up on Facebook, Alan. I think so people can yes, listen to will. this and read about it. But if you uh, listen to it, even the most conservative judges, Neil Gorsuch and um, um, the chief justice, and um, I I can't think of all their names, but when you read the transcript, you can kind of correlate the audio with the, um, with the transcript, but you can tell they were on the worker's side uh, on this. So, which I really was pretty heartening for me to, to listen to because we always think of conservatives as, um, you know, against the worker. And so I hope you get to listen to it or read the transcript because it it was heartening. But you're right. There is a lot of corporate uh, push within government and, you know, not to demonize corporations, but there has to be a balance of fairness also for the worker and, um, And that's what we're trying to expose or reveal uh, through all this. But you're right. We appreciate you calling in, too.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And Donna, uh, let's get those links up, too, like you were talking about. And, uh, you know, new prime and what's going on there, right?
0: Oh, yeah. And Desiree, you know, was part of that um, uh, when she had to be a witness during some of this. I forgot how you put it. I was going to have her on the show. To talk more about it and actually I'd love to have Dominic on the show we got To go to dinner with Dominic one night At Gats and, and you know he talked a Lot about all this so it Would be a really good show
3: Yeah it would we just have to I, I had To look into the legalities of it first You know see what what he can talk about What he cannot but definitely right. Down the road so uh, Alright hey again appreciate everybody uh, uh, Being a part of the show Everybody tuning in and listening uh, I know um uh, I, I, I really uh, take that to heart, knowing that it's a Saturday evening and you spend your time with us. Uh, again, I hope we explained a little bit better. If you have any uh, uh, questions or you know uh, care, cl- needing a clarification of anything or something, if I can help, uh, just email me, info at com, and uh, myself or Donna will get back to you. Or we'll scratch our heads and get something to you there. So, hey, I'm going to leave you tonight with uh, Tony Justice, uh, check him out, TonyJusticeMusic.com. One of my favorite songs that he does, Peter Built 379. So thanks again, everybody. I hope you found the j- show in- informational, and uh, we look forward to it next time. So next time, we'll see you again on a Trucker Live. Take care.